This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. So many things fall under that category. So many places, people, things, stories, news items. But at its heart, at its core, it is all about our sports. It is all about our culture. And it is all about our family. And because it's all about family, I have to have a member of the Auburn family alongside me to talk about it, as always. Let's be honest, your favorite host of this show, but my co-host, Mr. Austin Scott, back for episode 36. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, Kyle? Uh, War Eagle to you, War Eagle to our listeners. Episode 36, I only have one, but he was a, he was a crowd favorite and one of my favorites. And I think we're thinking of the same person. Say it. A, fel- a fellow kicker. Fellow kicker. Mr. Cody Barkey. There it is. I was going to say, that's that's well done, sir. I feel like there's a 36 out there that we're forgetting that people are now screaming at the, if you're watching the show, screaming at the camera, or if you're listening audio wise uh, later, you're also screaming at your device. Like, how could y'all forget this? Why do I feel like Trey Matthews was 35, 36 for Auburn? Mm. Does that sound right? No, that doesn't sound right to me. I feel like I feel it's like it was 26. No, I'm not sure. I, 36 seems high. The current 36 would be Jalen Simpson. That's a good. So uh, there, that's maybe what I'm thinking. DB 36. DB, I, yeah. I knew it was somewhere in that. So I guess if you will not take uh, Cody Parkey as the representative for the show, we will also take Jalen Simpson, current safety for the Auburn Tigers and any other sports 36 as you could think out there. You can let us know if you're watching live. Uh, any representatives that you can think of alongside that. As we always do, let's jump into a little Auburn potpourri before we get into our two big segments on the night related to baseball and Auburn football transfer portal stuff. I'm going to do the other side of the diamonds. Uh, Softball, which we spent a lot of time talking about uh, last week, leading up to the, uh, with the end of their season to their Clemson regional. Again, we talked a lot last week, Austin, about how we were frustrated we were going back there, and it ended pretty much the exact same way. Literally, if you opened up the book last year, closed it, and opened it up again, it was the same story, was it not? Yep. It was exactly the same story. Uh, Auburn got to Sunday like they were supposed to, uh, took took a game to make it a winner-take-all, and, and fell in the final finale and, and ended their season. So really unfortunate. Um, you know, you would have hoped that if, you know, this Auburn team's hosting, maybe that doesn't happen. Um, but that's the cards they were dealt going back to Clemson and uh, Auburn again, doesn't make it out of a regional. So really unfortunate um, and really good showing by the team all weekend. Just couldn't get it done when it mattered. You know, the thing too, is uh, you could look at it this way. We talked a lot about where their path would lie to Oklahoma, literally through Oklahoma. And um, you don't have to face that now. Clemson does. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, Clemson's only got two more games left in their season now. So, <laughs> I mean, that it, that was the fate one way or the other. So, uh, best of luck to Clemson, but um, you're about to get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a strong suspicion Auburn would probably put up a little bit better fight, but that's just me. I know I've got my orange and blue glasses on right now. I'm a little bit bitter. And it's also because we have to mention some news. One of the benefits, I guess, of us doing this show a day later is we're on Mondays, which is a big news cycle. 
And uh, some sad news today. Uh, slugger, first baseman for the Auburn softball team, Bree Ellis, has officially, by her own words now, we can, we can confirm that, entered the transfer portal. I feel like, as I said it, people could feel like that that rising up that I was about to say that it's the dreaded word. You, you love it when they come into the transfer portal, but you hate it when the transfer portal giveth and taketh away. Your thoughts, reactions, sir? Are you surprised? Uh, I, I was surprised. Uh, I saw that, that news kind of right after I got off work today. Um, just didn't expect that, but you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't follow the transfer portal comings and goings of division one softball as much as maybe someone else, but, um, <laughs> you know, Bree is definitely a name that has become, uh, synonymous with Auburn softball the last couple of years. Yes. She's made herself uh, very eccentric on the, on the field, on the diamond, as well as on social media, interacting with fans, Yep, obviously has racked up a, a large amount of Brie bombs and home runs over the last couple of years um, and really looked like she was on a pace to maybe have her name at some record books for a while. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting to see where she might end up. Um, you know, you never know what someone, a student athlete is thinking like that when they're having that much success and then they decide to leave. You also wonder, do they already have an idea of where they're going uh, do they already have welcoming arms being told to them about somewhere else to go? They got to check um, somewhere else. Let's just... <laughs> I mean, that, that's the age we live in now. Right. So yeah. um, it's unfortunate. And, you know, I saw where she said, you know, she really is truly grateful for everything at Auburn. Um, we don't know what's going on. We don't know if it's a disagreement between her and coaches or just needing a change of, of pace or, or looking for greener pastures. But Best of luck to Bree, and, and to really hate that we're not going to be able to have her in an Auburn uniform next year. Yeah, it really stings um, on what what I felt was a really continued swing of momentum for this program. And look, if you're if one player, you know, stifles you in the way you're heading as a program, then you weren't that much of a strong program anyway. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it, it does make you take a pause and go, "Wow, that's uh, that's our star player there." I don't think it's unfair to at least put Bree Ellis. Had she finished her time at Auburn, and look, something could change. That's the thing of the transfer portal. They can go in and then come out. We don't know how this is going to play out. You probably have an idea of how it's going to play out. But you could almost see the direction she was heading into the name of Casey Cooper type of territory. Yeah. If she Is that a fair statement to say that that comparison could have been had if she had stayed long-term? Offensively, for sure. I, yes. th- I think Casey had, was probably more well-rounded of a defender – um and you know had a lot of academic accolades going for her as well i don't know anything about Bree might right. have we, the same we academic have a bigger success yeah but um you know that is the name to beat at, in auburn softball and has been for since she left in the last 10 years so uh, i definitely thought that's the way it was going for Bree. um yeah. you know i think she's already in the top 10 of auburn home career home runs as a <laughs> sophomore be- so um, I, I mean, for sure, two more years, you'd think she's she's going to jump that list barring any injury. So, yeah, that's it's just really unfortunate to know that that is the trajectory she's on. Um, and that's not going to be the case in all likelihood. Well, since we're talking about transfer portal stuff, let's uh, move from good, bad things to good things. And we keep pushing this off, Austin, about how we're going to talk higher level, bigger topic, um, Auburn basketball transfer portal stuff. That is, I, we promise you, we're not just putting it off to put it off. We're just kind of waiting for some of these pieces to fall 
into place. One of them has, as of recently this past week, since we last got together, Chad Baker Mazzara has decided to transfer to Auburn, adding another six foot seven. Uh, however you want to call him, I, I call him small forward uh, type of uh, a guard coming here as well. If you want to kind of put him in the guard category, that has been announced. And Janai has hinted that his announce, Janai Broom, about the NBA draft is coming very, very soon, given some social media posts. So it feels like we're imminently, I should say, um, on the verge of being able to talk about this higher level. Any thoughts about those two things, though? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Chad Baker, Mazzara. Um, You know, I always think it's interesting. Do we call these guys transfers from JUCOs? Do we not? Because they're... You know, they right. have to leave. They have to leave the JUCO. That's not really a a, a willing transfer, right? Unless you're in your first year of JUCO. But um, and That's so a I, confusing I, world. It is welcome to college athletics in 2023. <laughs> um, but and so you know, I think people were kind of surprised that that was a three spot that Bruce Pearl and, and staff was able to grab really quickly when we've heard of names like Julian Phillips and Tyron Lawrence. But I think when it comes down to it is. We know Julian Phillips is going to continue going through the draft. He has hopes of being drafted and playing in the NBA next year. Tyron Lawrence, this thing is just dragging out. And at mm-hmm. some point, because it's happened to Auburn so many times, you can't get, you can't wait long enough. At some point, you got to decide what's best for my program. And if I miss on this guy and he leaves me stranded, what am I going to do? And so right. I think that's really what ended up happening. Now, is this a lesser known commodity in Chad Baker Mazar than maybe those other guys? Yeah. But a guy that has good numbers has had success where he's been um, and still fills a need where Auburn's been wanting one. And so I think it's a good decision to go ahead and get a guy in the boat um, and, and then see what else might can come once you have a little more safety of a net uh, with these other guys. As far, I'm not sure we're going to see much more of Auburn basketball in the transfer portal, unless Janai, leaves i'm yeah i'm not i don't believe he's going to leave i think he's doing his due diligence as he should for himself and for his family to see where he's at and what teams really think of them think of him i hope he gets honest feedback about that um and and can make an educated decision Uh, but i think probably at this point with where janai is and with where nil money does play a factor here of how those things can kind of all things even now um at the stage that he's at, I'm not saying, you know, NIL is not going to compete with some lottery picks, but, and, and, and Bruce has been one to say, if he's first round, he needs to go. He's right. been like, Bruce has said that since the day he got here. They got um, Yeah. Which remember when we were like, Bruce, we're not going to have any first round picks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank um, you so much. You have earned that lifetime, uh, lifetime uh, contract, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I think Janai will come back. If he doesn't, it's going to, cause some concern but auburn will have to be to be heavy in the transfer portal again my understanding is janai has until may 31st to decide which is a week from wednesday which is at this recording nine days from now so um still still some time but it we'll have some finality here soon i i sure hope so because i'm so ready for us to talk about it and very quickly to end our potpourri segment I, i this is probably great that we can just blow through this and just not talk about it too much and dwell on it but Obviously, since it is um, affecting our pro football program and um, everything else that is, uh, you know, connected to it in the Auburn experience, there is obviously the news of an issue with Jarquez Hunter, our 
foreseeably starting running back and uh, effectively some others involved in an incident that is very unfortunate. We are not going to even talk about the details here because it's not really necessary to, but I'm sure if you do enough searching on the internet, you can figure out what's going on there. There's no news there as to who's been suspended, how long and, and what other issues may be coming down. But unfortunately it just seems like when things are trending in the right direction, you just can't, we can't stay out of our own way sometimes. So just something unfortunate that we want to make sure we're not ignoring. It's out there. We just don't <laughs> want to spend a whole lot, a lot of time talking about it. So we'll move on from that. Feels like we've been flip-flopping the last couple of episodes. Like we'll talk about baseball, then we'll talk about softball in a great detail or back to baseball. I kind of like that to be honest with you because, yeah. and it's nice that they're staggered, you know, their seasons a little bit. One starts sooner than the other, one ends sooner than the other. So we kind of have that opportunity to focus in on each of those a little bit. And we are excited right now for some Auburn baseball. Let me mm. tell you, my goodness, um, five SEC series in a row that you have won, sweeping a team at home in Missouri at the end of the season. Um, almost, now, maybe not almost, maybe almost is too much to say, but playing your way into a bye into the SEC tournament. Um, but still, this is an incredible run for this team arguably maybe not even arguably just definitively the best team of the second half of sec play we want to move into talking about this tournament but i just want to hear your overall thoughts austin about this team and what they have done the last five weeks yeah i mean what you said arguably but by the metrics they have the most wins since the halfway point in the sec yeah. season so you know they are the best team in the conference since uh you know the midway point but uh, we talked about after the lsu series okay this team's hot what do they have to do from here on out to really get a chance to maybe be a host? Like, is that even a possibility? Mm. And said, well, they've probably got to be perfect. Like they can't lose the rest of the way until they get to the SEC tournament, probably. Oh, that's what they've done. And you know, they can't, they canceled <laughs> that Sanford game hey, gets rained midweek. Sanford game gets rained out. The that's Jacksonville one way to State do it, right? Game, you just I mean, that's one game. way to do it. Yeah. The Jacksonville state game gets canceled happens a lot this time of year yeah yeah canceled <laughs> sorry um, sorry about but, that uh and so and then they sweep the other two weekend series and so you know there's a couple metric or a couple prognosticators out there that have yeah. auburn baseball hosting right now um mm -hmm. a, a regional which is just would have been unfathomable six seven weeks ago so um really well done it's going to be really fun hopefully they have plenty more wins to go in hoover uh, but it it's pretty awesome to see how well they're doing and how you keep I keep kind of waiting for it to okay the, let's you, you're come back Auburn down just a little it. bit yeah you're waiting yeah. for the Auburn part of the story we're on the roller coaster ride up when are we dropping you know yeah how how much more until the drop and so and that and folks that might be like I'm not expecting Auburn to go all the way to Sunday of the SEC tournament and win the thing oh my gosh I hope so that would be the craziest thing ever and a blast but. They've set themselves up to have a postseason like they want to right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you you win all the way to Sunday, then we're talking about okay, maybe you're getting to host a regional and then host a super regional. So, right, um, super fun, super exciting time. And as Kyle and I have told you every week, you always trust Butch Thompson. That's just when in doubt, trust Butch Thompson. Like I, I have been ashamed for even the slightest tinge of doubt I've ever had in this guy and his coaching staff. <laughs> and his players like as optimistic as I 
try to be and I'm probably super annoying to viewers of this channel, listeners of this podcast, probably get called Pollyanna Sunshine Pumper. Yeah, you know, I wear that as a badge too, frankly. <laughs> but it's just crazy to see what he's pulled off. I can look back to some of the live streams we did. We always did midweek check-ins after the midweek games and talked about kind of assessing what had just happened the previous weekend and the weekend where we're heading into. And there was a point where we're like, man, this is it. If you can't get this thing turned around the seasons, it's, it's basically effectively over. And boy, did they say, you know what, put our foot in the ground and we're just going to win five straight. And, and, Three of those, at least, were very formidable programs. You know, Missouri, they're, they're going to be our opponent in the SEC tournament, which we're about to right. talk about. I wouldn't say that they're the most formidable team out there, but they're not a pushover either. Uh, they've beaten some teams that they shouldn't have in some series wins in SEC play. Um, so it's just impressive what Auburn's been able to do. And can we just – let's just be honest. We know what the real secret sauce here. It's the eagle. They've been flying the <laughs> eagle. Every, we cannot yeah. lose when the eagle flies. Yeah, no, you're right, and it's a uh, it's been a cool thing. They were they did it again. I wondered if how if they get one more in before the end of the regular season, uh, and it was it seemed to be a really big hit again. So I'm excited about the next couple days and then the next few weeks for this Auburn baseball program. And it's always fun to me too, really, since Auburn got back in the national picture of postseason college baseball. It it is one of the last things going in the college athletic yep. season i think you posted today only auburn track and field auburn men's golf and auburn baseball are left in the right. auburn athletic calendar that's all that's going on softball season ended those are the only three sports left and each of those are having their own success as well but when with baseball being one of the quote-unquote big three sports this time of year now that auburn has made its way and they can be a formidable opponent in late may and early june all of the Auburn family gets around it. And it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of really unique because we don't get everyone focused on one thing really too much. Right. Um, and so I'm excited for it. I really hope that this team has a long run in them um, because that it's just, it's too fun when they do. And so I'm, I'm excited for all of it. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point because the coalescing that happens around football at the beginning of fall is obvious you know that's just it's sure. football we understand that basketball has kind of built that too but then you've got like the gymnastics program that garners its own attention yeah uh, even when suny lee hasn't been here so that kind of almost pulls not pulls away but almost kind of redirects attention at times but here you truly have baseball at the end of the season just because of yeah. how the season lays out coalescing all these fans to the exact point that they're at yeah, and, really and basketball starts at the end of football, you know, so it, it's almost and it's not the SEC season. So it's almost an afterthought of it's the midweek thing that can get us through to the next Saturday. Right. I, I'm not saying that we view it that way as much as like it's a lesser, it's, but it's just how it is during football yeah. season, especially where we're from. Um, and then, like you mentioned, then you go into winter and gymnastics has become its own thing. And then baseball and softball start mid-February. And so it everything is kind of interwoven. Um, until we get to here and baseball is the biggest show left. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to take away from track and field and men's golf. Men's golf is having an incredible yeah. year. Uh, it just, you know, won their own quote unquote regional in their backyard um, to go to the national championship. So hats off to them, but it is definitely a large focus on Auburn baseball now that they've found their way and, and made their way of playing in late May and early June here recently. 
Yeah, I agree. Let, let's use our last few minutes here in this segment to kind of do as, as a quick preview of what we can anticipate the SEC tournament. Obviously, we're going to come back and be talking about this most likely next week too, the the results of it and where we head into postseason play. Because what what's not up for debate is Auburn in postseason play anymore in baseball. They will. Oh, yeah. They're obviously in the SEC tournament. They will be in the NCAA tournament. The question is how good they might be placed in that particular category. For Auburn fans out there, your SEC tournament game begins at some point late in the evening if rain holds out uh, Tuesday the 23rd versus uh, the uh, Missouri Tigers. Good luck to everybody staying up with me tomorrow night. We're going to be doing a post-game live stream. We already talked about that they just got done sweeping Missouri. You got to almost feel a little bit concerned, Austin. It's hard to beat somebody three games in a row, but four in a big stage like that with a team that's trying to play their way as well into postseason play. That's a scary combination in my mind. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, this Missouri team knows Auburn backwards and forwards very recently, and now they'll get a chance to see them again. And like you said, they're playing for, you know, Auburn's playing for chances of hosting and chances of um, that higher seating. Missouri's playing to get in, and and they're a team that can because they've played a deep schedule in the SEC and they've played, um, you know, well enough to to be fighting for that spot. And they should have, you know, no lack of motivation at all whatsoever to be playing their heinies off. So I'm hoping that, you know, Auburn just understands that they have seen this these hitters. They're the better team. We know Tommy Vale's going to be pitching. He did yes. not pitch this past weekend. That is a-plus news. I don't know if that was – I know Tommy was a little sick. I don't know if that was the plan all along to see if we can get through without him and have our ace ready for Tuesday night. But um, love that he is going to be pitching. And, uh, yeah, Kyle, here's the only thing. And I've we talked about this pre-show. I grew up in Hoover, and I grew up going to <laughs> Spain Park High School, the, the arch rival of Hoover High School. Hoover High School is about 100 yards from the Hoover Met. It's where they play the football games. I've been to this tournament more times than I have not. It, when we were in high school, we, we would not go to school the last week of school and go to the Hoover Met. We would hide because there's sessions. So the first session is the first two games. Second session, second game. About the eighth inning of the second game of the first session, me and my two buddies, who I, will, I might name them just to get them in trouble, we would go in in the bathroom stalls and stand on the toilets and wait for the second inning of the first game to start so that we didn't get our wristbands checked again. Oh my goodness. We stayed there all day long. I got, I've been sunburnt, I've been rained on, and I've been there till dang near 3.30 in the morning watching teams that aren't mine. This tournament is insane. And when, when wet weather happens like it usually does in Hoover or delays happen or, or people get injured, this, by Tuesday night, I'm telling you, this thing will be so off schedule, we won't even know what's happening. So <laughs> you want to watch Auburn baseball Tuesday night, you just get your coffee ready a little early because it's going to be sometime early mid-morning. Well, I'm not shocked that Auburn's going to be playing late. What I'm shocked is that you were a little heathen uh, breaking the rules oh, yeah. at Hoover. I mean, <laughs> hey, Kyle, I didn't have the money to be paying for 15 sessions to go to Auburn base or baseball games at the SEC tournament. I don't but... now, so I don't know. It's not changed for me, <laughs> you know. Well, just look for the bathroom stalls. They they might still work for you. 
That is not an official statement by this podcast. That is <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here, real quick rundown of what you might be able to expect. Auburn versus Missouri, obviously, at some point Tuesday, maybe early Wednesday morning getting started, uh, when I mean super early. Uh, but if they were to win that, they will take on number four seed Vanderbilt. Now, it's win or go home at this point, but once that happens, you move into double elimination, and then it'll kind of get crazy. So there's no point in me kind of playing that out because the loser will go to one side of the bracket, the winner will go to the other side. Uh, you'll go um, all the way up until Sunday uh, to the championship game. Hopefully Auburn can make it that far. I don't expect them to just given the level of competition, in the sec, but we've seen them beat the best. So I would like one final prediction from you, sir, where, how far does Auburn go in this sec tournament? Um, I'm going to say Auburn. Go, I don't really know what the stage would be. Like you said, it gets real convoluted. I'm going to say Auburn does go to Friday. Okay. You're going to go to Friday and have a chance to go to Saturday. Um, I'm not sure the magic will stay that long with yeah. with well, the level of Auburn starting pitching. I think they'll get to Friday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But past that, I'm not sure. One thing I know I won't be doing is betting on Alabama to get very far. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long way home to that one, but you brought it back for another week. <laughs> but we're talking about are we done yet? Austin, answer that question for me. Simple answer. Are we done yet? Yeah, I think we're done now. <laughs> no, no, we, the correct answer, according to one Trevon Reed, is we are not done. But in all reality, folks, the Auburn football transfer portal, for all intents and purposes, um, based off of what coaches have said publicly, what um, other media members have kind of analyzed themselves, it seems like the way I've been talking about, it, especially in some of our video breakdowns about each of these individual recruits, when I answer that question, what does this mean after this commitment, especially for the position of the class as a whole, I've been saying the needs have been addressed, That's right. meaning the spots have been filled that were spoken about needing to be filled and that were obvious. So that's, I think, the appropriate way to answer this question. The needs have been met. However, never count out. Trevon Reed, Cadillac. I, I should just name all the coaches because they're all doing the work here. Ron Roberts is getting involved on social media with his little, you know, eye emojis and things like that. I love <laughs> what I love so far is the level of involvement by every coach so thus far in, on social media when it comes to recruiting, the hype, hinting at things, celebrating these things. This has been we're we're treating this as the end of the transfer portal for Auburn football in the spring because it feels like it is. It, it's been fun. I'm surprised how much fun we have had with this. I knew we were going to have a very productive, just things to talk about, but gosh, it's been fun. Hasn't it? No, you're absolutely right. And you know, there's a couple ways we could go with this conversation that maybe this recruiting should be this much fun. Cause that's how it's supposed to be with a staff that understands that, but <laughs> as well as the fun that you mentioned on social media, that this, this particular staff seems to understand that that does well with fan bases that does well with, potential commits or potential recruits they're looking at too. Um, and so that they seem to have a personality about them that really gets the kind of culture we're in with recruiting. Um, and so it has been a lot of fun and I think you're completely right. All the needs have been met from a strictly numbers standpoint, Auburn had 19 transfers out. They've had about 21 to 22 come in. Well, you know, you're in the, you're in the positive there. So right. that's numbers wise. Yeah. Um, and and I think all of those, you know, I'm not going to say all of them are upgrades, but I think all of them, you know, fill needs and and then some go above and beyond that and help you in the immediate right now and, and have a chance to help you 
really have a good first year in the freeze era. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I am kind of bummed that the transfer portal for Auburn football is kind of closing now. Um, it's, it's closing across the board. It's time to get to summer workouts, but for Auburn, it looks like, you know, they've checked all the boxes they need to, and, and unless something magical falls into their lap, that this might be it. But um, it, it has been very fun. I, I completely agree with you. And I just don't know what Trevon Reed's going to do with this time now. I mean, he's just been coming up with little funny gifts and, you know, little graphics to post every time he's got something, some juicy tidbit. Uh, if, <laughs> I just, I, I've had, I think I have him like when you can go to like social media and put like, I need all notifications from this individual, you know? I'm a, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to get from Trevon now. <laughs> it's, it's all this time he's going to have. I think the coaches, obviously, whether they're, officially done or not have earned a very well um, deserved time off. So to speak, there's really no time off um, for them because they have numbers wise needs wise filled all of those positions. I, I, you kind of broke it down already about 19 or however many was that would left. And 22, I think is the official number um, that have come in as a whole. And that's spring, counting spring and winter additions as well. And in lieu of just kind of running through the whole list here, um, we, we could do that. Uh, that might get a little bit boring. I actually did that the other night on a, on a separate live stream, but I, I would love to talk with you about maybe some ones that stick out. So is there something, a, a, an individual, a group in this transfer portal for Auburn football that really sticks out to you? Yeah, it's a good question. I, the easy thing to say is Peyton Thorne checks stands out. I think that's going to be the one and we're done talk about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I think a big part of it too is, and I'm going to miss somebody, um, but we've now had Caleb Burton and Shane Hooks and Nick Mardner. Thank you, Nick Mardner. And that is that the only three receivers? I would be the three if I, I'm at that video is coming um, as of this recording uh, tomorrow. So I'll have those numbers tomorrow. But I believe yeah. that's correct. I think I think I'm just thinking of names that were kind of else floated out there. But yes, I think the receiver group um, we've talked about at length before that this is a good group to kind of come alongside a young group that's already in Auburn um, and and help them uh, kind of see what level of potential they can reach um jair shorter is the north texas receiver i was missing there it was um, i knew you so, it was there you just yeah little, yeah you know? um but his former teammate and now his current teammate uh larry nixon the third also from north texas a linebacker there's just there's groups that like we've already said phil needs but also have experience in big games and have played a lot of games that are going to help this Auburn team a lot. I think who've, who've been through a lot here for the last three or four years. So, um, you know, this is a team we talk about is full of numbers and full of, um, you know, needs that Auburn has, but it's also, you know, ranks. Well, we rank transfer portal classes. Now I don't know how you do that, but all these recruiting sites rank high school classes and now portal classes. Everyone is pretty in agreement. This is a, portal class that's a top two or three portal class yeah. in america so uh, you know this isn't just our orange and blue glasses saying this is this was an exceptionally well done job by the staff to go out and get quality players that help you right now so um i couldn't be more excited kyle like it it'll be you know we've talked about baseballs a lot and golf and track and field are the last things going but man, Auburn football will be here soon. And I'm excited to see a lot of these guys and, and get this ball kicked off. 
Yeah, truly now it becomes the speculation game. Uh, and one thing that I don't want to be lost in all of this for Auburn fans is you know, I'm starting to see this a lot. And, and I'm susceptible to it too. You are as well that, oh, we're we're for sure dark horses. We're for sure. <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's easy to go that route. And and I think you can also still be so realistic that it's just it's not fun. So I want us to find that happy medium where we re- we need to recognize Auburn is in a place because of decisions I may or may not agree with dating back two, three years ago, I'm not starting that again, um, that we <laughs> don't. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm still hung up on the fact that you said we might be dark horses and we're having fun. So and this is the, this is the year then. Is that what I'm hearing? This is the year. And uh, yeah, we feeling good and uh, we, we might have, have fun. A new Lots offense. Of- a new offense. <laughs> but anyway, I, what I hope we do as fans, as, as the Auburn family, is recognize we need to have fun with this no matter what happens. This is a first year with yeah. so many new guys. It, it's one thing to change a regime. It's another thing to change a regime when you bring in 22 transfers to completely change over almost some sides of an offense or a defense, but really whole units. The offensive line is completely changed over minus maybe one or two guys. Want to know a group that's completely changed over that I've just been thinking about a lot today specifically? The edge position. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong, there is not a single person left. Derek Hall, Iku Leota, Dylan Brooks transferred out, and I think there was maybe one or two guys that maybe still on the roster that could have played that role, so to speak, like a defensive end move over. Sure. But you've got five guys that you've just brought in. And those are completely brand new. So there's stories like that across this team that you can talk about. Pretty much the only group that I think is pretty much the same, minus maybe one, is the defensive back group, which was already pretty strong to begin with. Yeah. Um, so I say all that to say there's a lot of interesting players to watch, new players specifically to watch this year, and just in general how they can help each of these different position groups. Um, so if you had to pick one, just one player from this transfer portal class that you, I'm going to go ahead and take the quarterback off the table. Cause that's the easy answer. That's, that's just the easy answer. I want you to pick one other player out there. That's you have got your eye on that you're most intrigued by. Uh, it's probably Jair shorter. Of course I couldn't remember his name earlier, but I think it's probably Jair shorter or Jalen McLeod, the, the edge rusher from app. Yes. State. Because those two are things that Auburn went looking for and got and and things that everyone was kind of mutually agreeing on. Players like that make Auburn better immediately um, because because of, like you said, either a loss of attrition from the draft or from graduation or transfers or from they just haven't had they haven't been able to recruit that in a while, like a tall receiver, like shorter. So uh, I'd probably tall receiver like shorter. Nice. That was good. That was, I didn't even hear I said it, but that was good. Um, Sorry. So, I, I yeah, that's good. I, I, <laughs> one of those guys, I think, will be a one we're talking about still in fall. And that's, I mean, that's what you want out of the portal, right? You want immediate impact because those guys have, are proven and you know that they have a spot on your team that can help you immediately. Um, one very random tidbit, but I thought about it when you were talking about how we have 22 guys. Can you imagine having like, I don't know, 50 new transfer portal entries like going on in Colorado? Oh. Because that is overhaul, completely overhaul. 
and see, here's the funny thing about that. I know we got to wrap up here, but that, that's the funny thing about this. People are like dogging Dion, at, at one, and you can dog him in a sense that's like, man, you it, you really are putting a lot of eggs in a basket that may just yeah. Crack. But you got to admire the, for lack of a better term, cojones on on someone <laughs> to to do that and to yeah. say this this program is in such disarray. I don't care about if we you know crap the bed this season because there's no cohesion we have got to change things over to me i listen when the whole conversation about who should come here dion uh hugh freeze lane kiffin when all that was going on you know i was very clear that i I did not prefer dion but that doesn't mean i don't like some of the things that he does and the way he kind of handles his business like there are some things about dion that i like and that was one of the things so to round it all back to, to auburn stuff you pointed and I pointed out and you kind of reiterated the fact that it's hard enough to manage a program with a new regime, but with all this change over 50 makes it just, Oh gosh. Uh, I, it gives me a headache just to think about it. So be thankful oh. Auburn fans. There's not that much. No, absolutely. And it takes the individual. And I think, you know, not to have our own Dion segment here, but that, you know, <laughs> he, he was honest about that's what he was going to do and he did it. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch. The, the portal has made college football so new and different. Um, that is no different. So it yep. will be it will be definitely interesting to watch in, in Auburn and in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, it is going to be fun to watch this summer. Many things, and we'll begin the speculation game at this point and start talking about position battles. Uh, who will start? Talking season. Talking season is here officially for football at least, and we will begin that post-haste. We thank you guys so much for tuning in with us tonight. Those of you that watch live on a different night and time, we will be back as far as we know in our regular schedule of Sunday nights at 9 Eastern time for the foreseeable future. So stay tuned for that. Again, we hope you can join us live. But for those of you listening on the audio podcast, we appreciate that as well. On your way out, if you want to find me on social media, Kyle at Kyle Loomis 24 on Twitter is where you can find me. Where can they find you, Mr. Scott? At Austin G. Scott is where you can find me for any and all banter. Any and all. And tips about how to not so legally stay in at the SEC baseball tournament. It's it's the bathroom stalls, folks. You know, it's probably not as easy as that anymore as it was 10 to 15 years ago, but it's worth a shot. I feel like there's a quote in there that taken out of context may be very funny, and I will find it and clip it, and we will have ourselves (laughs) a good little time with that. Just just. Put black eyes, black bar over my face so they can't. They don't have my poster anywhere in the Hoover Mint. (laughs) With that in mind, we appreciate you guys being here for episode 36. And we hope to see you again very soon. Until then, War Eagle. War Eagle.